0: think you're going to get something like this coming to church today. You're thinking, hey, we're rushing out of here. We don't get to eat. Anything? Mr. Peck, you want something? An m M&M. m Yeah, don't share with Sherry, okay? All right. Chip or an m M&M, m anybody? A chip. Don't pass them down now. Just take for yourself. Oh, two. You got two. Oh, my goodness. An m M&M, m There you go. Awesome. Proverbs 18:8. Oh, he says no. She He's being good. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down to one's innermost being. Just like these M&Ms and chips. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. See? You want one? I see you. No, no. All right. Everybody's being good over there. Anybody? A chip? An M&M? A gossip's words are like a choice food that goes down an innermost being. No? 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 No, you're trying to quit? Oh, you've already had your share this morning. Okay. You can't have the whole bag, Brian. We're sharing. All right, good. Anybody? Come on now. Chip, Eminem, a gossip's words go down like choice food into the innermost being. Eminem's and chips, you can't just have one. A gossip's words like choice food. No? Come on now. All right. Now, they yelled at me last time in the back because I didn't get all the way to the back. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down to one innermost being. You know that for the ages, all of the ages, we have been really good at gossiping. Imagine with me, 15,000 years ago, the guys have come back from a hunt, and they're around the fire, and they've killed something, and they're putting it together and say, you know what, Bob just wasn't fast enough, or Bob didn't throw the spear hard enough, and then the ladies were around cooking and they were talking and they were like, you know, Sally just doesn't season the beef like so-and-so does. We've just have got this gossip thing down. It's what we do and we do it well. As a matter of fact, researchers tell us that 80% or more of our conversations are actually considered gossip. That means most of the words out of our mouth are gossip. Today, we don't stand around a fire or laundry necessarily. We stand around a water cooler. We stand... Around the copier, we stand around a cubicle, or we stand around our cell phones and Snapchat one another, and we gossip with each other, and we ask, did you hear about so-and-so? We love to gossip. As a matter of fact, gossip is a three billion-plus industry just in the United States. People Magazine, TMZ, all these different things, their entire job, they're built upon our desire, our need for information, gossip about someone else so that we can feel good about ourselves and think down upon other people because that's what gossip is. Why your life might seem more glamorous than mine, but at least I haven't been married five times or I'm not an alcoholic or whatever the situation is. We raise ourselves up in this moment and think, wow, I have got it together because research is telling us that the stories that we hear about others help us determine how we're doing. In other words, we're defining whether we are successful, whether our lives are good or not, based upon other people's stories of whether they are. So imagine if you're comparing your life to other people's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat life, then you are failing because they are filtering their life and you'll never measure it up to a filtered life. So the gossip that we're taking in is creating high amounts of anxiety and worry for us. Beth Weisenberger, she's a co-founder of an executive coaching business, and she says the first thing that she does when she goes into a work environment, the number one thing that she's concerned about is a culture of gossip. She says gossip is a form of manipulation, and it's a form of being a chicken, that you have the ability to say something about someone else behind their back that you couldn't say to their face. You're a chicken to not be able to say what you need to say. For our young people, gossip is a drama that is involving toxic friendships and shaming and the spreading of rumors that's even more unusual than normal because of the ability through social media to spread things quickly. Gossip is um, painful and almost impossible to ignore among young people because of social media. Gossip is... um, is ruining their self-confidence, it's ruining their self-esteem, it's leading to depression, it's leading to suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, anxiety, and all kinds of other issues. We're seeing mental health issues rise among young people because of a spirit of gossip and rumor-mongering, especially and particularly through social media, because we're able to say things behind someone's back without any consequence. And we're hurting each other and we're tearing each other down because we need to feel better about ourselves, not just as young people, but also as adults. We put ourselves in a positive light. Gossip and rumors alienate friends and ruin relationships and ostracize and put people in different groups and leads to even relational aggression. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down into one's innermost being. It's that thing that you take a bite of, and at first it tastes good, it tastes sweet, it's appealing, but then once it gets, settles into your stomach, your stomach is nauseous. That's the image of gossip. That we take it in and we receive it because we think, man, this is going to be good, we need this. It's a juicy choice morsel, and we take it in, but then after it kind of ruminates and it sits and it marinates in our stomach and the juices begin to flow, we realize this is nauseating to me that someone would share this or that I would receive it and take it. Gossip's words are like choice food that goes down into one's innermost being. Why do we love gossip? Because for just a moment, temporarily, I think I am better than Bob or Sally or Susie or Joe. And at least I don't deal with what they deal with. And so it makes us feel like the sorry life that we're leading, at least it's not as sorry as so-and-so's life. And so we gossip. What is gossip? Gossip is usually a juicy detail about someone else that's shocking and personal, and it will be hurtful when shared because it will be painful and humiliating. The definition that I want to give you for gossip for us this morning is this. is Gossip is sharing someone else's bad news behind their back from a bad heart. Gossip is sharing someone else's bad news behind their back from a bad heart. It's bad news because one, it's something that is not good. It's going to be harmful or hurtful. And so imagine you're in a relationship, a friendship with someone and they come to you and they confide with you something that's on their heart. They're struggling with something and they want, they need to get it out and they have a relationship with you that they think is at a level that they can entrust you with it. And so they share this bad news with you thinking that you're going to get, so it's not your information. And then it's behind their back that it's not your news. You don't have consent. You don't have the authority. You don't have the right. You don't have the permission to share their bad news. And so you're sharing their bad news behind their back, and they don't have consent. So literally, you are stripping them naked and making them vulnerable and putting them in front of everybody and saying, look at them. And they don't even know it. And from a bad heart, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but a bad heart means because our motive is, so that we can feel better about ourselves our motive is so that we can hurt them so we can be raised up gossip is sharing bad news someone else's bad news behind their back from a bad heart gossip is choice words that go down in our innermost being proverbs 11:10 says this gossip goes around a gossip goes around revealing a secret but a trustworthy person keeps a confidence Most of the information that we have about people that we could hold against them comes in the context of relationship, a trustful relationship. And so someone shares bad news or shares something that could be hurtful to them if other people knew it, but they need someone to know them because that's how God has created us. We need to be known. And so you think that you have a friend and you've shared that with them and then they go around and sharing it. Choice words. Gossip is harmful. A gossip goes around revealing a secret, but a trustworthy person keeps a confidence. Who does gossip hurt? The first person that gossip hurts is the person that's being gossiped about. And I don't like the word victim, but that's, in this case, that's an appropriate word, a victim. Proverbs sixteen twenty-eight: a contrary person spreads conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Doctors are telling us that through their research and through what's going on in our culture and societies, people are coming in, that guilt and exhaustion and anxiety and depression and panic attacks and PTSD and even suicide are growing. And as they research and they decide and figure out why is this growing and why is this happening, it's because we live in a culture that is saturated with gossip, that we've forgotten that our words matter and our words have power. And so a contrary person spreads conflict. They are trying to create division. They're trying to create chaos because they want to create order in their own world. And one of the ways to do that is to create chaos in others and, again, to raise ourselves up. And so they're willing to separate friends to find their way in to find some friendships so they can have friends. Gossip hurts the person that's gossiped about. The second one is the gossip hurts the listener. Proverbs 17.4, a wicked person listens to malicious talk. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. A new study shows that people are influenced by gossip, more, others even more than what they see with their eyes. In other words, you could know someone, you could observe someone, and be a friend with someone, and you're like, hey, I know this person because you've seen it, you've experienced it. And then someone comes and they share gossip with you, are innate who we are. We receive that gossip and it distorts. We believe it. We have an ability to believe it over even what our eyes have seen. So when someone walks into this room and you know them, you thought you know, and someone has just shared some gossip, some malicious talk about them, even though it's contrary to what you've seen, you hear it. You have a tendency. We have a tendency to believe it. So when they enter into this room, we see them differently and they are skewed in our eyes and their character has been torn down because of what someone has said, even though our eyes have seen something completely different. So Jesus calls it murder, which is pretty strong talk. But that we are loose with our words about other people and not understanding that those words that we speak about other people, other people have have relationships with them, and you're immediately, you're tearing them down and chopping them down in other people's eyes so that the next time that they see them, they will see them differently because of the words that you've spoken, whether they're true or not. You've defamed their character. Gossip not only hurts the victim and the listener, but it also hurts the speaker. In Proverbs 25, 9 through 10, in the heat of an argument, don't betray confidences. Word is sure to get around and no one will trust you you've been around someone who's a gossip, and you know that they're constantly talking, they've constantly got a story about someone, they're constantly doing this, and you, you know to stay away from them, and you know over time, like, look, I'm not going to share anything with them because if I share it with them, then it's going to get out. And so that is this idea of, listen, we should not be those people. We should be people that should be able to receive information, to have friendships on a deep level with people that they can share. As the scripture says, confess your sins, confess the things that we struggle with the most to someone and know that we are a vault. That literally it goes in, it is locked up and it goes from east far, as from east, is from the west because we can forget about it. Because we understand that our stuff is just as wicked and shameful and painful. And we don't want anyone airing our stuff. So by goodness, we're not going to share anyone else's. But let's be honest. That's not the case in the church. A part of it is because we're humans. But also because sometimes we just like to pray and have prayer requests a lot. In the motion of prayer requests, we share things and we give away things and confidences. And maybe not all of it, but just bits and pieces that can skew it. And it puts doubts in your minds about who they are and what they're about. In the heat of an argument, guard your mouth. If 80% of our conversations are gossip, then that means a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. We just need to shut our mouths. God's given us Two ears and one mouth to hear more and to list talk a lot less. Dr. Allison Polson's research is showing that people who gossip the most have very high levels of anxiety. That the reason that people are gossiping is because they're anxious about their own life. And so they're spreading gossip and rumors about others again because they want to feel better about themselves. But also in the same way of doing that, they're wondering, is everyone else doing the same thing that they're doing? And so they're constantly on guard. And so they're they're literally going like this. They're constantly on attack because they also think that they're constantly being under attack. And the levels of anxiety that they have because of that. Why do people spread uh gossip and and improper talk about each other. One is because of a desire to feel superior. I want to feel superior to others. Another reason that people share gossip is because they're just bored. They don't know what else to do. They just talk to talk and they hear themselves talking. And so they're bored and they're just going to talk and they're going to share some of your news. Sometimes they just want to be have attention. They want to be in the in group. And so they're going to share the stories, they're going to share the, the juicy morsels that they have, and they're going to hold that against them. Sometimes we think about politicians this way, that they use the, the information that they know and that they need to get into the right position so that people, again, can look at them and they can be in the right group because that's where they want to be. Sometimes it's out of envy. I want what that person has, or I want the situation, of the, the standard, the living of whatever they have, and so you're envious, and so we gossip, again, to bring people down. So we can feel better about ourselves or just for the fact that we're just angry and unhappy and we want everybody else to be angry and unhappy with us. Misery loves company. So I'm going to draw as many people in to my misery. Again, usually the stuff. The choice gossip that we share, the juicy stuff that we share has been shared with us in confidence because we have a relationship that someone has felt like we have had a relationship at some level of depth and trust they share it with us because they think that we will keep it. And so in those moments when we share these things and we kind of hint at these things and let these things go in the heat of the moment, we share some stuff where we try to wiggle our way into some more power, some more authority Or being in a group. We are literally creating violence and we're murdering our friends, people that call us friends, so that we can gain some advantage in our life and feel superior to other people. We're literally stepping over others to get to what we want Why we gossip. So how do we not gossip? Several ways. One is I think of these, the monkeys, the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. You know those, yeah? So number one is we guard our ears. So you ever remember as little kids, someone would tell you something and you didn't want to hear it. Sometimes your parents, and they would do this little thing and they would plug their ears. And what do they do? You can't hear it, right? So everybody do that with me. Guard, cover your ears. You can't even hear me. That's what the scripture says. Guard your ears so that you can't hear the choice morsels of gossip. That you, whenever you begin to even sense the fact that someone is gossiping or sharing something that you know that you don't need because it will skew your perspective of someone else, literally cover your ears and ask them, why are you telling me this? I guarantee you that will make them stop and ask that question. Why are you telling me? Why do I need to know this? Proverbs 20, verse 19, the one who reveals secrets is a constant gossip. Avoid someone with a big mouth. And I'll, as I read that passage, some of you are already in your head. You know who that is in your life. Avoid them. Cover your ears. And no, 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 I do not need to know this. The second way to avoid gossip is to guard your mouth. Again, God's given us two ears and one mouth. We should listen more and speak less. Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three: the one who guards his mouth and keeps his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. That's pretty self-explanatory. In other words, keep your mouth shut. There's even another Proverbs that I love that says, hey, listen, it's better for you to keep your mouth shut and for people to think you're wise than for you to open and for people to know that you're not. So just shh, hush. It's okay. Quiet is okay. Ask yourself these questions Would I say this if he or she were here with me? Would I ask, would I say this? Would I share this gossip, this morsel, if he or she were here with me? Would I receive this news in the same way if that person was here? Would I listen to what's being shared with me if that person was here? Would I receive it in the way? Would I just receive it as, okay? Or would it make me feel uncomfortable? Would I feel like, hey, this is something that's of import, that's something that's about their character, that I, I would want them to be here to hear this so I can ask clarifying questions and know more? What about this? Am I hiding this conversation from anyone? A lot of times when we think of gossip, we think about gathering around the water cooler or something like that, and, and someone's like, whispering. Because why? Because we're wanting to hide that conversation. We're wanting to, to hide the information that we're sharing. And so, Because the best way for gossip to work and rumors to work is that it works virally. It just kind of goes, and you don't necessarily even know that the source of the issue. Because we wouldn't stand out in front of the cubicle, in front of everybody, and say, hey, did you hear about? But gossip works much better. It's like, So if you feel like that this is a conversation that's being hidden or you're trying to hide it or someone else is trying to hide it, just stop and say, listen, is this a conversation that we can have out in the open or not? We like to hide our gossip. Also, would I want others to talk about me this way? Would I want others to talk about me this way? As we're having this conversation and ask, hey, listen, someone's sharing and they're sharing some information why are you telling me this? Do I? Would I want someone else sharing this information about me with, with others? And if not, then just stop. Literally cover your ears, hush your mouth, maybe put your hand over that person's mouth. It, would be, it will stop them and say, listen, I don't need to hear this. I know so-and-so, and, and what you're saying, that may be true, but I don't, I don't need to know this. This is information that they've shared with you, and it's for you and you alone. I'm not a part of this. If they want to share something like this in confidence with you, I will receive it. But I will not be a part of this conversation. Luke 631, some know it as the golden rule. says, just as you want others to do for you, you must do for them. In other words, do unto others as what you would want them to do for you. How would you talk about this person? Is this something that I would say? Guard your ears, guard your mouth, but also guard your heart. In Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of all life. That our motives, our will, our thoughts, what moves us, our energy comes from our heart. So guard your heart because it is the source of life for us. It's the inner life. It is the real So guard your ears, guard your mouth, and guard your heart. These things that you're hearing, that you're taking in, that are choice morsels, are literally poisoning your heart toward other people. Jesus even uses much stronger language in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says, brood of vipers. He's talking to the religious people, the pastors and the preachers. Brood of vipers. How can you speak good things when you're evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart, that the very things that come out of us come from the heart. Guard your heart. We live from there. Proverbs ten eleven: The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. That literally, that if we have gossip and if we have words, that we hide them behind us. And at the appropriate time, if our motives are not right, if our heart is not right, instead of bringing life to other people, we literally bring out our weapons of violence and we murder and assassinate people by the words that we use. And we use them in slyness. We're like ninjas with gossip, aren't we? We move in the midst of the shadows of the night and conceal our weapons so that we can use these words to tear other people down, to cut them apart and hurt them and shame them, again, for the benefit of ourselves. Jesus calls it murder. The words that we use, we assassinate people's characters. Again, ask the questions, why am I saying this? Why am I listening to this? And even this with our hearts, why am I attracted to this, why am I attracted to these juicy morsels of other people's lives that someone else has confided to others? That is harmful and painful, and that there are deepest, darkest secrets of their lives. Why am I attracted to the trash of that? Why is that a three billion plus industry that we need to receive all this information about other people so that we can feel good about ourselves? Why am I attracted? Why does my heart want that? As I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, I'm like, whoa. God, if 80 to 95 percent of my conversations are gossip, how many times am I sharing and thinking and talking and am I assassinating someone's character? And I'm in a position where I know stuff and I'm to be a vault, we're to be a vault, we're to hold things and to literally to to seal them up and to ship them away so that when I see you, when I talk to you, that I don't see any of that stuff. I just see you and how that you need and how you're growing in Jesus, But, but how these things that we know about each other can hurt and harm our friendships and our relationships. And then we see people in light of our issues instead of someone who's a child of God who's been created uniquely. As Ephesians 8.10 says, we are God's masterpiece. Prepared and ready for the works that he has for us. And so for us to begin to think and flip some of that up and ask, why am I attracted to gossip? And why am I not attracted to what God's doing and how he's moving in someone's life and we're seeing transformation in someone's heart and to applaud and to encourage the good things so that the words that come from us are are streams of life and that literally that people can drink up and be encouraged and move forward so that we're on the same playing field, we're all in the same place and and I don't have to put others down so that I can be lifted up because I uniquely understand that my worth and value has nothing to do with anybody else's life or their strengths or their failures but has totally to do with who I am in Christ. Because I'm a child of God, created and unique. Is a unique purpose for me. My story is unique, and yes, yes, there's some juicy choice morsels that if someone could take and share, and it would lay me bare. But don't we all? In Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, You're familiar with the command to the ancients, to the teachers of old, do not murder. And I'm telling you that anyone who is so much as angry with a brother or sister is guilty of murder. Carelessly call a brother idiot and you must might find yourself hauled into court. Thoughtlessly yell stupid at a sister and you're on the brink of hellfire. Listen to this. The simple moral fact is that words kill Words can bring life, but they can also destroy. Those juicy morsels, those things that you know about people that you carry behind your back, that you can seal behind your back as weapons, waiting for the moment that you might need them. Relinquish them, my brothers and sisters. They're not weapons to be used against one another. Drop them and to know that that's someone's friendship that they've entrusted you with. Not weapons that they've given you to destroy them. But the opportunity to bring them closer and to love on them and say, I have walked in similar ways. Let's walk this place together. To lift each other up instead of tearing each other down. The weapons that we conceal. as a matter of fact, Jesus continues on in that passage, He says, "Listen, if you have something against someone else, if your words have hurt if you've been offended or you've offended others, then before you even come into a place like this to offer up worship and songs to me, go find that person and tell them, "Look, I've hurt you. You may not even know it, but I've shared gossip, I've been offended, I've offended you or whatever, and I need to relinquish that before I can even worship. This is how serious." God takes our words. Our words matter. They can motivate us. They can move us. They can encourage us. And they can also assassinate us. Even to the point of taking someone else's life. Because of words that we've offered. That we think are just words. But they can bring life. And they can bring death. A gossip's words are like choice food that goes down to one's innermost being. Sometimes those morsels look sweet as they start. But may they make us nauseous in our stomach. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. that you've spoken words of life to us. Father, I pray that we would know the difference between words of life and death. Father, that you would convict our hearts, that we would guard our ears, that we would guard our mouth, and we would guard our hearts. And that, Father, that the words that come from our mouth be words that bring life and not death. That, Father, we would drop the weapons of gossip that we hold with us, that we would just drop them and not conceal them anymore, but let them go. Not even for a rainy day, Father, they're not worth it. Father, may we be known as a person, as individuals, and as a people that bring words of life and encouragement and not words of gossip. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.